0: Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Jeroen Korthout, who is the co-founder and CEO of a CRM company, SalesFlare. Welcome to the podcast, Jeroen. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. So... I think the first thing um, to ask is really how you managed to end up developing a CRM system.
1: What led you to this role? Sounds crazy, right? <laughs> who, who would want to? I mean, there's still people every day creating new CRMs, uh, which I think um, means one thing. And that's that uh, the current CRMs are not really doing their job. That's also the reason why we started. We tried many different systems and none of them worked for us so we actually we had a software company it was a business intelligence and we had a a bunch of leads and what we needed was basically a system to organize that follow-up in a good way and in principle that's what most sales crms are built for and in a way there i mean the software is, is is built for that but there's also always one bottleneck where uh we tripped up with every single system and that was uh our own discipline and that, that was because there was a mismatch be, be, between the amount of uh discipline and dedication we had to that de- to data input and the amount of discipline and data uh, and and dedication the system was asking us uh, in in terms of data input and as a as a common thing with with almost every CRM I think it it comes from a time where I mean there was a, a day when you have these sheets and you would dil- diligently fill them out put them into your drawer and whatever um that it became all digital and um people just took the paper stuff digital but never really rethought uh what what else could it do uh, and we're in a place where where basically people are still like like robots or monkeys uh filling out their CRM all the time with data from different places while if you look in the consumer world uh the apps you're using every day they organize the data for you you're not curating data in these apps and if you are it's an app you're probably going to give up on at some point uh same thing with crms and we saw that and we saw that actually a lot of the data we were inputting in in our crm was already somewhere so if we would go into crm and say we just emailed that person um that was actually already uh, in our email system uh when we would copy uh, phone number and uh and name and email from email signatures and emails that's already in there as well when we would say we had a meeting with them that was in our calendar already when we call with them that was in our phone already uh then there was like tracking stuff we had set up that we would have, like oh visit the site put it in uh that was in there already so we saw lots of different sort of disparate data sources with all information that should be in the CRM and if we would have it in there it would really help us uh, do our sales flow, but it wasn't there Uh, so at some point we set out to build that system and uh, we, we started with the email integration but then we built all the other ones as well and we built a system that really starts from that existing data and makes it really easy for you to curate uh based on that uh what is already there and basically, you just need to indicate I'm selling to that company. It knows everything about it already. It knows who you know there. It it knows the timeline. It knows their 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 details they shared with you and all these kind of things. Uh, and then it makes it really easy for you to do the sales follow up based on that. Um, so that's that's why we why we built this company.
0: <laughs> that that's fascinating. So I think most people with their CRMs, you know, the biggest problem is getting the sales team to actually enter the data. Um, and your solution, rather than trying to beat the sales team up, was to actually get the day trended automatically.
1: Yeah, is that yeah? That, actually, when, when I do? was that's correct. When I was doing customer interviews in the in the beginning, uh, I would interview people like around how do you sell? What, what sort of process do you have? What kind of software do you use? How does that work? What doesn't work? And people would always say like, yeah, no, the CRM is fine. I mean, it's just it's just you, you know what the problem is: salespeople are lazy. Uh, if we would just if we just beat them with a stick but uh, figuratively uh, if we uh, take away their bonus or we just force them otherwise we fire them or whatever, that works uh, and it's not really the software they said, that's not really the issue, it's really the salespeople. Um, and then I would always try to convince them like no, no, I think the software could be better and they're like no, I, I think I, I really think it's not the software <laughs> and so we had to Keep persisting and and keep believing that the software could be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested.
0: I mean, because you're actually from from a healthcare background rather than um, from from being in a um, development background. So, what made you you know so determined to fix CRM that you actually decided to build a product um, and sell it
1: yeah so my healthcare background I, I I studied Electronical Engineering which then in with a Master in Biomedical Engineering uh it was it was already very focused on um on data processing uh so my my master's thesis for instance was uh taking the heart signal and based on the heart signal seeing whether somebody has sleep apnea uh, or not uh, it's typically based done based on 12 signals and I would only take one signal and do the the classification um I then went into marketing and pharma companies um and then uh actually from there shifted into a consulting role uh where we'd, we would help pharma companies digitize and CRM was always a big part there in every project like we would do marketing projects or sales projects but there was always a central CRM in which we would track the data and I always saw that sales even though they came like the situation in these five companies they came from Siebel a very old sort of ugly CRM from Oracle and they would be migrated onto Salesforce which was like a dream to them almost uh even though it seemed like a dream the dream never really came true in the end because even though they switched to the new system the usage remained abysmal uh which which I found really weird Um, plus in the, in the company I was working, we were also using Salesforce internally. I really tried to use it myself for practical purposes, but I never really succeeded. And I always wondered why, I mean, this was the software that I was supposed to uh, change my life and organize my sales. Uh, but instead it seemed more like a a reporting tool towards my manager, uh, in which he could make nice reports and find all the data. It wasn't really a tool for me. Uh, and that's frustration sort of built up over the years, uh, but it was only really when we needed something badly for our own software company, which I was working on, um, that's when we, we decided to, to start fixing it, basically.
0: Fascinating. So, I, I mean, it was a case where you'd build a software company, you found a need, and then you, you almost morphed into this new um, CRM uh, company. I mean, I'm interested from, from the point of view of CRMs, you mentioned that a lot of people see, a lot of salespeople see CRMs as being, you know, really primarily used to get data to report to managers. I mean, what do you see as the benefits that CRMs should be delivering to salespeople?
1: I think the it depends on the sort of sales you're doing, but if it's B2B sales, it's helping with managing that customer relationship, like the name says, which means uh in very simple terms helping to follow up leads if if I ask our customers so what is the main thing Salesforce helps you with is following up leads it's not more complicated than that so in a lot of companies uh a lot of revenue uh, is lost by just doing improper follow-up you just Mm -hmm. forget about a certain lead or you forget what you discussed or you're just not following up at the right time or you know uh in all these cases the 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 sales process comes to a halt where it where where it shouldn't have come to a halt um and salespeople really want to fix that now the thing is with most CRMs if they want to fix that they need to do a whole lot of work to keep the system up to date and there are easier ways so what you'll find in many companies is they have a CRM in which they need to put stuff because management says so and they'll put some stuff in there but they build a system for themselves next to it which will actually help them organize that follow-up. So maybe they have their tasks in Outlook, or they have some sort of task management application. Maybe they have a notebook in which they keep stuff. Maybe they, they have an Excel sheet even next to the CRM. All of these things happen. Um and that's that's just a pity. The, the, the thing is, you need to make it as easy as possible for these salespeople to follow up their leads better. And if that can happen in the CRM then that is a major plus for everyone else as well not just for the salespeople, because from that moment you will have uh the the complete view on uh, which customers are talking to about what uh, which stage opportunities are what the data is about these people things about I don't know maybe products they buy or all these kind of things it, it 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 is great for reporting for their sales manager it's also great as a, a sort of a channel of collaboration with uh, the marketing team uh, because you can look at the same data and be like okay these are the customers the sales team is working with and the marketing team is targeting cus- uh, leads maybe the same ones maybe other ones uh, in such a way um, all of these things are really easy normally to track for the the marketing team they can put a database there and. And if you send an email to a to a list or so, it's it's pretty easy to 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 record that. Uh, but if it if it's not completed with that data that comes from the sales team, you're missing out on a, on a whole lot uh, to to have that complete view. And you might you might even be doing stupid things like, for instance, sending promotions to a customer who is just about to sign a contract. or So, uh, which is obviously something you want to avoid.
0: No, absolutely. I think uh, I think a lot of marketing people have uh, inadvertently done that. Um, so it sounds to me like you're you're making CRM very simple. I, I mean, you're really saying it's all about just basic tracking of interactions, not about detailed um, call reports or anything. And then it's really about what the next step is. is. Is that is that a is is that what you're saying? Is that your view? It's all about driving that next step
1: it's definitely about uh yeah that's that's what I usually uh say uh there's 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 two important things uh when you're to sell well it's uh understanding where every person is in the process and keeping all the information around that so you can organize things at scale uh that is what distinguishes the, the 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 good salesperson from the great salesperson because the good salesperson that 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 person will be able to um empathize with every customer one-on-one in a really good way Uh, but what makes it great is be able to scale that across tens or or hundreds of leads that is really hard and it really requires organization and the the next step is really the essential part there that's the the key thing you want to focus on uh, to drive the the sales the sales process forward to to guide the the customer from having a problem to to actually solving the problem together with you.
0: Perfect. Okay, one other um, area that I think, you know, particularly listeners of this podcast, which is primarily about marketing, will be interested in, is the interface between marketing and sales. And it's always um, a big challenge, handing off leads. So, I, I mean, I guess to start with, you know, what do you see as being the best practices for marketing generating and qualifying leads and then how should they hand them off to the sales team
1: Uh, to be honest that happens differently in every company (laughs) Um, also at at different stages often Um, in some companies they just um, basically call every marketing leads that comes in like somebody downloaded a white paper call them uh in some companies there's uh lead scoring going on um which is definitely a gentler way of doing it um but then again it also depends on the the deal size you're dealing with if it's a, a very large deal size then it might pay off to also call the ones that just download the white paper uh because then you can really put in that effort and you have more chance to to find the the gems in there uh, so to say um because they're they're not many and you need to you need to find them right so I don't think there's one general rule but I'd say if possible to try to implement some sort of lead scoring um on on, on two sides like first uh how interesting is that customer to us like are they in the right uh sector geography uh, revenue size or whatever Uh, you don't need to bother people who are not uh obviously not a good customer for you and secondly how interested are they in you did they just do a very simple thing that doesn't mean anything or do they really express interest what's the level there and then if you combine these two into one score you have a good idea of uh what the probability is there that you have a, a good marketing qualified leads that, that's fascinating i love the uh, the two
0: stages there you know how good a fit they are and then how interested they are in you that that i think is um you know a really good indication about you know likelihood to buy and then likelihood to buy now in terms of, of level of engagement so that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic so with salesflare crm I mean, how do you integrate with marketing platforms? Do you you have um, direct integrations? What's the best practice in terms of linking your marketing database um, with your sales uh, CRM?
1: Yeah, uh, there's different possibilities there. Uh, With some systems, we have native integrations. Uh, With some systems, we have integrations through tools like Zapier, which are really like, if something happens here, then put it in their uh, integrations um mean, native integrations can also be built that way Uh, and there's also synchronization platforms uh -hmm. like for instance a sync penguin or so that can really keep keep two databases next to each other up to date with with real um live two-way sync instead of being the sort of uh if this happens and this isn't doing in the other system it doesn't necessarily also um sync the two ways if you know what I mean so there's there's different options there it it also depends a bit on on the use case and the sort of process you want to automate um if it's a thing like if if uh this happens in the marketing system they become a marketing qualified lead above a certain score put them as a lead in the crm then you probably only need a sort of sapier type integration the uh, push push the thing from one to the other mm-hmm. if it's really about keeping the full information up to date then you need some sort of syncing sort of uh, system.
0: Cool. Now, I mean, we, we've got a fair way into this interview. We've managed to avoid mentioning Salesforce. So I think, you know, th- this is something we need to talk about. I mean, clearly what we see, um, particularly amongst enterprise customers, is Salesforce is just absolutely dominating the market. And you've chosen to take on this this huge competitor. So uh, where do you think Salesforce, you know, falls down? Where is it weak? And, and why would Salesforce be successful then?
1: Uh. Salesforce is 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 weak where it's strong, I would say, where it's where it's really strong is with enterprise customers. Um, and that's it's, it's in the, the sort of they've built almost a developer platform where you can define the whole thing. And that is their main strength. And the whole consulting ecosystem they have around that. If you're a huge company, and you want something exactly the way you want it (laughs) then uh salesforce is is a is a a good way to go uh the whole um way they sell also is is very uh enterprisey with uh uh, contracts you you buy maybe multi-year and you know all these kind of things um once you go to small businesses they try to make that work as well uh but somehow it's it's not really built for small businesses so they what they take then is they take the the enterprise uh software and they they make an essentials package of them like just just take that thing and then remove all the other features basically and then try to sell that to small businesses but that's not really the way it works Uh, because the software because it's so customizable um, that means you need to make certain trade-offs like for instance everything is is very uh generic in the interface uh it's it's not necessarily built the way it's uh optimized for end use in every place because I mean it could be it could be changed so it that's 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 where in as a as a as a product manager or developer you need to um how can I say you cannot customize things very deeply because it's so customizable um and then also the whole way they sell and stuff is not super adapted to small businesses so we we often actually small businesses it's more in the medium-sized segment that we often compete with Salesforce um and then they say well Salesforce it's big it's 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 expensive and our sales people don't like to work with it and all these kind of things uh and then in the smaller companies we compete with some other systems which are Uh, Big and expensive, like HubSpot or so. That's uh, a whole other thing. Actually, Salesforce is not super uh, present in the small business segment, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's actually interesting. You brought up HubSpot. And
0: I think one of the things uh, we see is in the the smaller um, sector, a lot of the marketing automation tools are trying to offer CRM as part of their software suite. I mean, do you see that as being a, a bigger challenge for you in the small and medium uh, sized market than Salesforce?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's definitely a bigger challenge for us because there's a tendency for businesses to just think like we need a CRM. Uh, and it's it's a, it's like a checkbox, which uh, you still need to just check it off without thinking what you actually try to achieve with that. So it just needs CRM. And then you think like, oh, I'd, would be nice if it's integrated with other stuff and then you you see this thing and you it's like oh it's all in one and then businesses go for that without thinking much it might not then in the end be really used by their sales team which then invalidates the whole point but it's uh it's a harder thing to see while if you look at salesforce uh it's very quickly apparent that it's not going to work uh, with HubSpot, it's like, oh, will it work? Will it not work? Uh, it's, uh, yeah. So uh, not, not as clear as a difference.
0: Interesting. So, I, I mean, I'm sure you're going to say it's much easier to deploy sales flare than it is to deploy, um, Salesforce, mm-hmm. um, but i'm interested to know i mean how easy is it to deploy you talk about automatically pulling in data from multiple sources is that complicated to set up does that take a lot of time
1: no you just go on our site you click try it free and then it says what do you want to connect with and then you say google okay you click another time to authenticate google it connects Uh, you get in the software it gives you a walkthrough it shows you how Salesforce works in the meantime it is already synchronizing everything by the time you get uh into the software everything is there and you can just start working uh you can also cl- quickly connect your calendar the same way uh you can install the the sidebar for your gmail or outlook very simply maybe one of the more complicated things is taking the website tracking and putting it in the site depends how, how technical you are or whether you need to go through a developer or it or so um but it's all very easy we're actually the Number one, easiest to use uh, CRM on um, g2.com. Uh, it's the world's, world's leading B2B software review site.
0: Now, you, you actually skipped over something there that I thought was was very interesting. You said when you connect your email, the, the CRM starts auto-populating. So you're actually creating contacts from email interactions. Is, is that right?
1: Yeah, so there's a sort of a big personal database you have as a user, which is with all the people you've ever emailed or had meetings with. Um, And if you create a company, it will automatically suggest like, oh, we see in your contact database, we see these people at the company, do you wanna add them? They already have all the information collected on them. Uh, So you can do this one click. When you do that and you assign them to companies, then they become part of your company uh, contact database because then it's, it's clear that they are relevant to the company. Uh, so that's in a very easy way, you can build up a shared address book.
0: And that presumably saves a lot of typing data in for the sales team.
1: It, uh, does, uh, save a lot of time. Yeah. It's actually almost all the time you would, uh, you would need. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, I, I mean, looking forward, um, CRMs, in a way, as you say, have, have been quite similar um, for quite a period of time. They they initially tried to replicate this paper based system. What do you see as the future for CRM? Where do you think it's going?
1: I think it's 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 all becoming way more of a pragmatic. Like it it used to be more of a database. Let's say uh, it's becoming more of a a platform that is actually used to do something nowadays. Uh, so in, in, in the, the area we're, we're in that all the CRMs are going to become sales platforms in the end, uh, some CRMs are going to become marketing platforms or marketing platforms will have CRMs The the CRMs will actually have a purpose. They will go beyond being a database. So for instance, in our system, the, the timeline is very central, like the, the, the interactions, which makes sense because the interactions define a relationship the the phone number of a person does not define your relationship with them that's nice information to have if you want to call them but uh, but then you in the system you can then also immediately call a person or or email or you know it's a uh, it's it's more of a communication system than a than a database and and a way of organizing everything around it. where the database is is there but it's it's secondary next to the next to the the sort of the interactions you're having
0: interesting so i I mean really more and more focused around driving that that if you like customer journey and moving people through on onto the next step um towards a purchase
1: yeah and that's actually now like we are expanding beyond that now also uh in in uh, the crm space you'll see all crms uh starting to absorb if it's sales crms absorbing sales tools uh like back in the day we had a we had an email tracking tool as uh, part of the CRM we had a, a a way to um for instance send email sequences there was software for that it's part of the CRM uh there was um what else it's kind of reminder tools you could install in your Gmail inbox or so that's part of the CRM and and that just expands because it just becomes a sales platform. So all of these functionalities all make sense in there. Plus, when they're together, uh, and they share the same data, they're all the more powerful. So,
0: Perfect. I, I mean, I really appreciate your time, Jeroen, um, talking about this. I, I wonder, is there anything you feel we've missed or you'd like to highlight about um, SalesFlare that we haven't covered yet?
1: No, no. If you want to find out more about Salesflare, you could just go to salesflare.com. Flare is F L F L A R E, and you can try the software and uh, on the site as well.
0: And a, a free trial as well. You just plug it in, enter your email details, and it starts. Um, it starts. Popping. Yeah. That's just connect
1: your emails. It starts. Uh, you start off with seven days, but that's uh, it's a uh, it it goes up to 30 days if you set it up. You get extra days in the trial. Uh, we've seen that people who set up the software better, uh, it's good for them. It's good for us because they're yeah. actually more successful with the software, which for us means that they stay longer. So we, we motivate people to set it up completely by giving them days while setting it up. If that makes sense. So if you, for instance, in, 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 like invite another user, you get an extra four days on the software. If you install the email sidebar, you get an extra day and like that you go up to 30 days.
0: I love that using interaction to extend the uh, the trial is great because you know it, it clearly gets people much more engaged in the uh, tool but it also rewards them for for actually really giving the tool a good evaluation rather than just you know something that was a bit cursory. Yeah brilliant. Yeah. And I, I, and lastly I mean if, if somebody's listening to this and they're, they're interested they'd like to get hold of you Eirune what would be the
1: best way to for them to contact you and ask a question? Uh, the best place is probably linkedin you can just uh, there's only one person with my exact name so if you find it somewhere here type it into linkedin or copy it and uh you can send me a connection request uh please do add a personal message um so i know what it's about if there's no personal message i will have to assume spam like most things i get on linkedin uh, but if you add one i also connect with you and we can chat
0: awesome that's great thank you very much for that
1: well I really appreciate that. It's been really
0: interesting talking to you and seeing, you know, how you're taking a slightly different view on CRM um, and what that offers sales teams. So I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Euron.
1: Thank you. This was fun for me as well. Awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B two B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.